Hello, I'm Jim Mallard, host of The Mallard Report. On The Mallard Report, along with my guest, we will have a conversation where we will share thoughts and opinions. For more information, my bio, past shows, social media links, and so much more, visit mallard.com. M-A-L-L-I-A-R-D dot com. And thanks for listening. A serious big thank you for listening to the program, no matter when you're listening. But if you're listening live, we've got a special treat. If you're listening to the podcast, we'll get to you after a bit. Right now, well, I think as of any minute now, there's going to be a tweet out there, and there's going to be a Facebook post that says, I want my Verities t-shirt from the Mallard Report. Go over to Facebook or Twitter and, and share them. And uh, wait a second. VeritiesApparel.com. Wait a, wait a second. That keeps sounding familiar. Is Aaron there? Is he going to really check up on me and make sure I'm doing this right tonight? Aaron. Hey, quit, Jim. Quit, quit playing if your marbles are you. <laughs> <laughs> Is my sound on? Yes, your sound's on. Welcome back. <laughs> uh, thank you for having me. It's it's a real pleasure. I'm I'm pleased to have a partnership with the Mallier Report. Really appreciate all the good work you're doing on, on conspiracies and the paranormal. Well, thank you, thank you, and I, I appreciate the I appreciate the t-shirts and what they mean and how. Okay, well, what, what before before I thank you for all of that? What, why don't you? Uh, what made you start? What made you want to start doing this way back whenever that was? So we'd have to go back about ten years when that's you know kind of when it all started for me with conspiracies. Like most people, uh, <laughs> the term Alex Jones <laughs> came up for me. Uh, what happened was I had just got a new a new job, you know, doing web design development, and I moved to Boston, and I didn't know many people, and really my only friend was my coworker. Uh, so at night, you know, I didn't have anybody to hang out with, but he was actually in China for one week visiting a friend. And so I was alone, and I didn't have anybody to talk to, so I, I was flipping through the channels, and I came upon the IFC channel and saw a documentary called New World Order. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. I had, I had no, you know, no, nothing to go by. So I turned that on, and I see these people screaming on street corners, yelling at people in limos as they're going by. And I'm like, what in the hell is this? This is crazy. And, and you know, I, I've, I've never been one to uh, really kind of judge up front. I, I, you know, it perked my curiosity. So what did I – so after – I watched that. I went right to the internet and, and, you know, fell right down the rabbit hole, uh, going through all the Alex Jones stuff, uh, you know, everything he brought up. And again, that was like 10 years ago. So, and, and so what, what that said to me was I, I fell into what, what I call from my perspective, uh, like the fear based stuff where, you know, he's always talking about the end of the world is coming and, you know, we're going to be putting FEMA camps. And I bought into all that. And I'm not saying that I don't, necessarily believe that or not believe that now but but i mean for the past like uh, seven or eight years every year i would i would look to the next year and be like okay this year may be my last year of freedom and so i need to make sure that i you know appreciate this year and get everything out of it because next year i may be in a fema camp so so that was my reality for a few years and and i was brought up catholic so um i don't know if if there are other people who are Catholic or who may have also been brought up Catholic, but, but there's a fear-based component to that. So I think that I bonded with the Alex Jones fear, even though I, I had like shunned the Catholic upbringing, I kind of bonded with that Alex Jones part of it and embraced it. And, and, and then later on, um, Later on, I kind of uh, looked back at, at what I was doing, and I saw that I was just like spreading fear uh, more than what I what I should have. Um, but but during that time when I was in Massachusetts, I was looking for ways to use my art to help spread the word, and uh, I joined this um, this group called the Mass LPA uh, Liberty Preservation Association, and they were activists who, you know, went to like the end and the fed rallies in Boston. And, and, uh, during my time there, there was one, there was one, uh, it, it was during the swine flu epidemic 
going on. And there was one bill in the Massachusetts House that was going to uh, have forced vaccinations, forced quarantines, forced seizure of property. And so we were very instrumental in actually getting that stopped. Uh, so, uh, and, and some of my posters and ad campaigns uh, during that time, I would like to say help that, but you know, who knows? Um, so after that, I, I, I was still looking for another outlet for my art and I ended up uh, spending like a year and a half create, designing this awesome website called Dark Moon Daily. And it looked like an old kind of like newspaper. It was basically just gonna be an aggregate of I mean, I guess uh, you could say Alex Jones kind of kind of news stories, um, and I did that for I want to say after designing it and developing it for a year and a half, I had it up for like two or three months, and then that was when I had the revelation that I was just, from my perspective, I was hurting the world by spreading this fear, whether whether it was true or not. I felt that I was spreading fear versus. Uh, leaving more of a positive impact on people. So I, I stopped immediately, just closed down that website. I, I probably still have it, you know, my backup files and pull it up any time. But, but I, I stopped and realized that I wasn't doing anybody a favor. And then that's when I was trying to find an outlet for my art. And through, through seeing people and how they interacted on social media uh, how the conversations were going, where it was very aggressive whenever somebody wanted to share their view on a conspiracy. And it seemed like uh, when two people were discussing it, nobody was actually listening. And, you know, the best way to be heard is to actually practice listening back. And when that person feels valued, then they're going to actually, you know, respect you more. So I could see this happening. I was like, man, there has to be a better way for people to spread the message without triggering, you know, the other person. And so that's kind of where Verities was born, was I thought it would be a cool idea to create designs that had a conspiracy theme, but also had another meaning that maybe the more mainstream person could appreciate. And when somebody was wearing it, to the person wearing it and who believed in the conspiracy, it, it meant something to them. And then to a person walking by seeing the shirt, it could also mean something different to that person, but it was enough to actually start a conversation where, you know, two people, when, when somebody starts a conversation about your, a shirt that you're wearing, then there's no aggression, you know, or very limited. And then I think people are more open to having a conversation about a particular subject. Yeah. I mean, right now I'm wearing my war is for caveman shirt. I just love it. I mean, it's just a good, I mean, it just seems so, so right. And so on point. So soft, <laughs> so soft. But the, the the topic's right. We have there's got to be a better way now than just bombing the hell out of each other. Exactly. Yeah. And and the name Veritas. I mean, I think most people uh, know the term Veritas, Latin for truth. But um, my my lineage, my line of lineage, um, traces back to Scotland. Uh, the the Keith clan goes back to even all the way to the 12th century where they actually held some castles there and were instrumental in, um, there was a movie on, uh, Netflix recently about, um, ah, oh, what's his name? The Scottish King there who tried to uprise against, uh, the English King. It's slipping my mind right now. Uh, uh the Bruce, Robert, the Bruce, I think. Well, you're talking the wrong anyway, way about movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well. Allegedly, allegedly, my my uh, line of lineage, uh, the Keith clan, had um, fought with him anyway. But but going back to the Scottish clan, our our uh, clan motto is Veritas Ben Sin, which means truth conquers. So so the name Verities, you know, obviously took it from Veritas and put T's at the end for T-shirts. But, you know, it means more than just the Latin term for truth. It, you know, it's, it's a little more personal on my end for, um, you know, my, my lineage. So as, as you're familiar with, Germantown Runner is pumping me full of questions that he wants me to ask you. <laughs> so we're gonna, we'll, we'll go there for a minute, and then we'll uh, swing around and do some sure. other stuff. Um, do you have a plan beyond T-shirts, or are we still focused on T-shirts is one of his questions here. Um, so as you know, I, I sent you one of my stickers that I, or actually the first sticker that I ever printed, which is actually a glow in the dark Illuminati 
uh, sticker, and that's that's the naughty, not not yeah. the regular way of spelling it. Um, so I do have a bunch of stickers printed that uh, I just haven't put on the website yet, and I have some pins that uh, that I'm also going to put on. But I mean, I do realize that that those are just kind of like small things. Um, I do also have some designs for some cell phone cases and I I actually have uh, a cell phone case that I've used for about a year and a half and, uh, it's, it's the believe, uh, the Sasquatch design and I, it's my, my test version. And I mean, I've dropped my phone six or seven times where I just thought that it was a goner and it's, (laughs) it's still stayed intact. And I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't come with a screen protector, but it, it, has the rubber all around the edges where it just protects it enough, I guess. Um, so I mean, it saved my phone, but anyway, I, so I have those I also want to put up, but as far as anything beyond that, um, I mean like, like I can do embroidered hats. I can, I can do like other pieces of clothing. It's just, um, having the ability to do that. So if, if, uh, people don't know out there, I do everything in Verities. I'm a one man shop. I, built the website, I designed the shirts, I learned how to screen print, and I screen print the shirts. I have a partnership with a guy who owns an HVAC company about 25 minutes away, and we, we barter, so I do web stuff for him and marketing stuff for him. And uh, he has an automatic press that I use. Uh, he also has embroidery machines, a vinyl cutter. So he has a whole like warehouse of, of stuff that, that's just a hobby for him. So I think he likes it when, when he can kind of teach me stuff and we feed off each other that way. So I do have the ability to do other things. Um, I, I wanted to start off with just the basics, and then uh, once I got a handle on that, uh, then slowly expand. But, I mean, I'm open to suggestions and, and critiques. I'm open to anything. I like, I like hearing uh, people's opinions or ideas. Two things before I, before I forget. we got to talk hats later, by sure. the way, because, yeah, I need a new hat, but that's here or there. Um, and yes, there is going to be a Mallard Report shirt coming probably springish before that question comes up because I know it's coming. Fair? Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. So everybody out there, Jim and I just have been discussing that. So we're just working out the details, uh, for the Duck Pond shirt. Yeah, we got to figure out what. What is kitschy? What is cool? What it, what will sell? So, if you have any ideas for that, what none of us know because we gotta kind of fit in his brand and fit in my brand and have some funds with it though. That's the important exactly. thing. Exactly. So, what's 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 grind gear? Oh, what's what's grind into this one and then I'll grind into the next one. Um, paranormal wise, have you ever? Do you believe in ghost UFOs, Bigfoot, any of that stuff? Or are we just on the conspiracy trend? No, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, I believe all those things exist. Now, whether I've seen anything, I can't say that I have, but, but I mean, I, I love the, the, the culture around Sasquatch. I just think it's fun and funny. Um, and, and, you know, that's one of the reasons why I did the Sasquatch shirt as one of my first designs. Um, I, I just, I really enjoy that, that type of thing. But I actually, um, you know, so I live in, in Virginia, but I'm right on the border of North Carolina. And there's, there's this guy who lives about an hour or two away from me. And I know him through a friend and he allegedly ha- you know, allegedly has Sasquatches living in his backyard and he, he's always posting videos and, and pictures on his Facebook feed. And he actually moved and allegedly they moved with him. And, you know, I personally have never really been able to see anything in them because it's always like branches in the way. And there's like this dark spot behind that. It's, it's like, I, I need, I, I need somebody to like draw out where things are, you know, where the eyes, where, where the mouth, but, but there are other people on it, on his feed that say they can see it. And he says he can see it. So, so, when I hear that, I mean, I cannot, I obviously can't say that he can't see it because I don't know, you know, I don't, he has his own perspective and his own experiences. And so from my perspective, I can't see it, but that just may be part of his lore. Maybe I just can't see him or he, or Sasquatch hasn't, you know, whether it's his frequency, uh, you know, maybe I'm just not able to see it at this time in my life. 
whether that's in person, you know, live or in pictures. I mean, I don't know. So, so it's always interesting. I like, I like theorizing with stuff like that because it's, you know, because there's not really an, a right answer. You know, it's just, you know, just thoughts. Yeah. And when you were saying about the, the kid, the web cameras out in the back and you see kind of get granulated, all I ever see is the guy robbing a bank or at Walmart shoplifting. And you, you swear they took it with a 1999 cell phone. Pow. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, that, that's what drives me crazy. Like, like he has fast launches in the backyard, but all the video is shaky <laughs> and it's like out of focus. And I'm like, man, what are you doing? Just stop being like the, the stereotypical, you know, you, if you want to be taken seriously, get some better footage. But, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe. Maybe he would scare him away. I mean, I mean, he's also said that he's seen dogmen um, and other, you know, creatures like that 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 kind of go along with Sasquatch and and uh, and even to the point where they kind of like telepathically communicate with him. So, I mean, again, it's it, it's cool. It sounds cool, and it, it it has actually opened my eyes a little bit more into into really considering this as a real thing. But you know, I can't. From my personal experience, say one way or another. So now I got to ask you the other question here that goes with all this stuff. Do you want to have an experience since you haven't had any? I mean, I mean, I know there's some, that, there's that plenty, is, there are plenty of people out there that are just good knowing or thinking they know, and they don't need the uh, the icing on top. Yeah, no, that's that's a good question. Um, you know, a part of me, because I'm so curious, I kind of want to. Like, like, I mean, I would love to see a Sasquatch, but I don't know about aliens. I think I'm okay with that. I, I, I'm okay with, you know, whether they are from another planet or just interdimensional, you know, whatever that is. I think I'm okay with that or, or the, even government, you know, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> you know, it could be like government bots, you know, dressed up as like graves, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, but I think I'm okay with that. I, and, uh, you know, my girlfriend and I have had this conversation. She's like, definitely not. <laughs> like, she definitely doesn't want to. <laughs> even have any kind of experience like that but but i mean i'm 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 open if i just like see one or whatever i mean i I think for the most part it seems like they are almost like caretakers of the earth in a way like that kind of energy and not like evil but you know who really knows and for those playing along at home don't forget to go over and share the facebook post that says i want my verities t-shirt from the mallard report and there's a tweet on my personal twitter feed that says that as well. So just get out there and retweet and share because before the end of the program, because we have a second guest coming here in a little bit, we'll know what's going on here. So I'm looking forward to that. Okay. So as I, as I, what in the world? I love that. Moved my mouse just a little bit and everything went black. Um, always good. So you are a kindred spirit beyond this conspiracy stuff. You have a podcast of your own, which is wise, wise, but not wise, Alan. wise, yeah. yeah <laughs> not, so it's, it, it looks it's, a little different <laughs> than it sounds. So it, let's get into that for a minute. <laughs> yeah. So it's W I S E W H Y S, and I mean this actually ties into conspiracies because, um, you know, after uh, starting Verities and being into you know the conspiracy culture, um, I had an experience where I, I moved down to Virginia from the Northeast, and I was. Um, you know, renovating an old 1880s farmhouse, and uh, over a couple of years, my my ex girlfriend and I we obviously broke up. Um, but when that happened, you know, I work from home, being a freelance web developer, and I'm out in the sticks. So I'm I'm you know about a good 30 minutes from actual people that I would want to hang out with. So uh, when the, when all that happened. And, you know, she moved out. I, w- I just felt alone. Like, I mean, it's a crazy feeling, just feeling like alone. And and uh, I, I realized I had to get back, get back out, be social. And also, I really didn't know, like, how the world was structured. It's, it's a weird thing. Like, like I was looking for guidance uh, on, on what the world was about, like, like self-help, self-development stuff. And, you know, I came across like Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now, and, and that stuff is cool, like conceptual, um, to always be in the, in, you know, in the now and, and appreciate everything. But, but when you're 
breaking that down to like when you're living with somebody and, and you're arguing over like, you know, why haven't the dishes been done? You really just can't call on the power of now. You know, they're, you know, you get, it's like real life stuff and, and, and there wasn't enough tools with that. So, so I was searching for something, some kind of structure, a life structure, life, a life philosophy. And through being social, I, I joined some meetup groups, met some, you know, people my own age. And, and through that, I uh, actually joined a paranormal meetup. And, uh, I went to that and they were talking about ghosts and things. And, uh, this woman who ran it would also go to this, uh, thing on Sundays called the sound journey through the chakras. And basically this, this guy was playing instruments from all around the world that resonated with, with, uh, the, the frequencies of your, your main chakras. Um, and those are energy centers on the body, kind of like ley lines of your body. And, uh, and so it would, it would uh, resonate with those and also have some dissonance. So that would kind of break up uh, stagnant energy to kind of get it moving throughout your body. And, and so I went to one of these and I was just floored. I, I, you know, cause you, cause what, what would happen during this is you kind of like sit up and meditate or just close your eyes or lay down on a yoga mat while all this is happening. And when you open your eyes, I was like vibrating. Like I was so in tune it was such a weird experience for the first time you know feeling this and then after for an hour after he would share this this his life philosophy which was based on um how energy and frequency uh how all that works in this realm and applying it to like human behavior and communication and relationships and and our emotional centers and how how we have emotions that come up and, and how to properly process those. So we're not taking out, you know, our, our emotional stuff on other people. And so, you know, at the time I was searching for something like this. So I, and I had so many questions. So I would just ask and ask and ask and, and every answer that he gave would just resonate with me so much. So over time, you know, we started hanging out and I would just keep asking questions and, um, you know, after a while we're like, well, you know, why don't we start a podcast like this? And it was something that he had thought about doing it before, but never had the right person to do it. So we spent a year in front of a mic practicing and just working on our chemistry before even, I mean, we did record a little bit in that time, but we didn't release anything for a year. And then actually a year to this date. So a year last year, January 1st was, uh, when we, when we launched our first episodes, so it is our year anniversary today. And so right now we have 25 episodes with an overview and some bios of Al and the guy's name is Alexander. It's his philosophy. And, and, it, and it's, you know, again, based on just how energy works, you know, the, the, the polar, the polar opposites, how they attract and, and how the same likes repel and, and how it, like, even when you get back to the, the hermetic principles, um, just taking all that and applying it to, to uh, real life experiences and how we interact with each other, and uh, and so he spent a good twenty years um, thinking all this stuff, uh, putting it together, and then his through his own experiences trying this stuff out and learning what works and what doesn't work, and then so basically I play the role of host, and I'm I and and, and the role of the listener, and I'm basically asking, drawing out the information from him on whatever topic we're talking about. So if anybody, if that sounds like, you know, anybody out there is interested in it, it you know, does border on like self-help, self-development, um, uh, emotional responsibility, um, conscious communication. You know, I, I, I realize some of this is like buzzwords for, for the mainstream spiritual uh, uh, culture. And, and I actually tried that for a while and realized that mainstream spirituality is actually really just another, another organized religion, just using different words. So this is something different. This is act like real internal work. Like, I mean, it's hard work to work on yourself. I don't know, you know, if anybody out there has really worked on themselves, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, so it's not for, <laughs> it's not for the faint of heart, but, but I mean, if it sounds just the least bit uh, interesting, um, you know, I challenge anybody to go out there and listen to an episode and, you know, I feel that it will resonate with most, uh, even if it's just something to listen and consider, you don't have to do any work. Uh, I think it will change your perspective on how you, how you interact and communicate with other people, including your family and the people you most uh, care for 
just by listening and, and hearing these perspectives. So the podcast is on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, uh, and our website, which is wise-wise.com. And, and again, you can find it all on those. Uh, and I think CastBox also has it. Uh, and you can just search uh, uh, W-I-S-E, W-H-Y-S, uh, Wise Wise. Um, and we're on Facebook as well. You can, um, you know, find our fan page and, and like it or whatever. So, um, yeah, so get that a listen. So, oh, and then getting back to what I originally said before was how this all ties into the conspiracy was that through all of my um, going through the conspiracies, even going to things like flat earth and, uh, I mean, you could throw like mud fossils in there and, and the, the kind of trendy topics nowadays, which which I don't necessarily believe or disbelieve. I like thinking about those in terms of just perspectives. Um, through all of that, I got to realize that the biggest conspiracy is that we've been led to always look external, always be distracted externally with money or things or, or news or po- politics instead of going internal and working on ourselves. And you know what I've learned is that Really, the only way, and, and I hate using absolutes, but in my perspective, the, or the, okay, I'll change it and say the best way that I think we can change this world for the better for everybody is to work on ourselves. Because when we do that, we actually change others around us because they'll look at us and see that we've changed, see that we're no longer aggressive about these topics. And when you know when we're no longer aggressive, then more people want to hear it. And and so by changing ourselves, we change others. And then through that, we change the world versus trying to force other people to see, you know, our view on conspiracies. You know, that word force is very tricky and you can even get into, uh, you know, the shirt that you're wearing has a lot, a lot of, uh, forceful energy that it kind of incorporates into it. Um, in kind of a, uh, a funny way. That's the key. And uh, you're the perf. Well, perfect guess for this because we're New Year's Day. Everybody's making these um, promises to themselves um, that they're never going to keep. Uh, I shouldn't say that. It, it's a process that just, just wake up one morning and say I'm going to be a better person isn't how this yeah, all goes. It, it is a well the thing is people judge themselves and then they realize that they 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 don't follow through and then they just let it go and the trick to doing this kind of work with changing anything, changing a behavior, um, is, is, uh, slow and steady and, and, you know, uh, small changes over a long period of time yield a long lasting results. So if you change something small every day or, or just work on one small thing for a couple of weeks, then you'll change it. But people always try to, you know, to change too many things at once or things that are too big. And that's why they fail because they, because they, you know, they want to do it quickly, but really the, the key is, you know, just law or small changes and not to be too hard on yourself because this type of thing, you're never going to master in one lifetime. It, 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 I mean, whether you believe in reincarnation or even, um, you know, uh, uh, lineage, you know, passing down energy from our lineage through, uh, you know, epigenetics and DNA, uh, you know, you know, whether you're changing it for your, you know, your children, your children's children, you're working on something energetically to clear that out, uh, or whether it's reincarnation, you know, these things take a lot of time. And, and our culture does not talk about this stuff, does not promote, you know, emotional responsibility and, and response, you know, and things like that. So, so we, from the start, we're, we're, subconsciously programmed to have all the, you know, to react uh, emotionally to certain things in a negative way and to take those reactions out on people instead of knowing that this reaction is just, um, it's not the person drawing it out. So if I get mad at you, Jim, um, it's most likely something that you're and like, you're energetically reminding me of somebody in my past. That's, that's made me angry. So that's, that's really what, what it's all about. We're all kind of like playing roles in each other's lives to bring up these emotional things. And th- those emotional triggers are just things to remind us that we have stuff to work on. We all have stuff to work on. Let's be honest. Okay. Exactly. So. And, 
And and I do want to I do want to say that I listened to your prediction show and I loved the stuff that you were saying towards the end about uh, about you know the kind of stuff I'm talking about about you know not being angry at people and just spreading love and and not that I'm all about love I'm I'm a, like more of a realist but but just being kind to people goes a long way and then also at the end when you were talking about um, if if anybody gets value out of your podcast this podcast, the Malliard report to just share it. You know, if you can't, I, I realize that you don't have really any way to, to financially support the show other than maybe buying a, a Vera t-shirt. But, um, but you know, if you can't afford that, you know, you're, I mean, you're putting your time in to bring these, bring people content and, you know, a, a share goes a long way that, that energetic exchange, people are getting something and, so something should be given back in return, whether it's even talking, you know, telling somebody about it who's who's you know on the conspiracy train. Just be like, hey man, I know this guy Jim. He has an awesome podcast. You should give it a listen. Send him a link. Just things like that. And because I know I, you know, also having a podcast and having Verities, you know, just people sharing it goes a long way. And I really appreciate that. Yeah, and it it, it does make a difference. And even though you may think it doesn't, but just that that momentary, oh look, I see who I see Aaron liked another post, or I seen, you know, it's like okay, so there's at least somebody's at least hearing something somewhere on the lines at times, or seeing stuff, or so because you you were talking about being lonely earlier, and well, if the posts don't get liked or get shared or anything, you kind of feel a little lonely there. Once yeah, in a while. that is that is a good, that is a good point. <laughs> That's a good point to to humanize that. Yeah, I like it. To bring it all back around full circle, or as we circle around, uh, I feel like we're missing something. We talked we we talked a little bit earlier, and I feel like you said something great earlier, and I missed it. <laughs> well, I did. I did want to say that. Um, Verity is right now. I did have a thirty percent off, which is the biggest sale I've ever done um, for the last couple of days leading up to today. And I felt that maybe people out there would want to take advantage of that and maybe take some time to look at it. So I did extend that to tomorrow. So thirty percent off and free shipping if you're in the U.S. Um, and so uh, you can go to the website and uh, the code should be on there, or if you hit the shop now underneath the, the main banner, I think the code is embedded in that, and and um, it shows up in the checkout, the the actual uh, money you save in there. So, so again, I am a one-man shop doing everything, including packing and folding and, and all that stuff. So so supporting somebody like, like you, Jim, you're a one-man band, uh, supporting somebody like you or me, you know that the money is going to a good cause, um, and not to like a sweatshop or, you know, something like that, where, you know, if you buy an Apple product, you know, people are jumping off buildings. So, <laughs> so, you know, it's just, it's just a good way to keep it kind of, uh, in the family or in a, you know, I guess a weird way to say it, but. So at cat is asking how much shipping is to Canada. We talked about this a little bit earlier. It depends on where I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, I want to say that it's probably, uh, I know in the U.S. it's it's anywhere from I mean it depends on how many shirts you order stuff like that but but ordering one shirt is like two fifty to four dollars in the U.S. I want to say it's maybe up to eight dollars max uh, in Canada. I want to say something like that. And the the other part there, she wants to know what size to order. Order a bigger size than you think because they he tells me they shrink a little bit. I don't think mine. Yeah, so, I think I, I think I put a few on over the holidays, so because it feels more well, today than the last time I wore. <laughs> so I do have I do have uh, you know women's tank tops and women's V necks, and then the unisex uh, shirts that you're wearing right now. So the unisex shirts are 100% cotton. They do tend to shrink a half a size, but the women's shirts are 60 40, and they do not shrink. So there you go. And, and, and I, I would say overall, they're probably a standard woman's size. I mean, I guess that's the best I can come up with. Uh, so I don't really ha- have a better way of, you know, kind of communicating like what it's like. But I just I just know, you know, through like kind of like the size of my girlfriend wears, it's kind of standard with women's shirts, I guess. Women's shirts are horrendous to, to judge out anyways. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you know, they have so many styles. Oh, I don't. I don't want to say that. Th- those those complaint emails go to Aaron at Verities dot com. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he he led me right to that one and uh, 
made me drink on it. Um, no, I'm excited. I've been excited about this for. I mean, I don't even remember when we started this, but it's been it's been fun. I think the best is yet to come. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, I've been kind of, I guess I've been kind of lazy on my end promoting it, marketing it. I mean, you've been the biggest help to me putting it out there, but every time I kind of get the energy going to to start marketing it, I, I either get busy or become so overwhelming because. You know, marketing was kind of the last thing for me, and and uh, I kind of thought it was going to be easier than what it is, and it's really not. It's really, really, really hard. Um, so I did want to say that in the future, um, probably starting in you know this quarter, quarter one, I am going to start marketing more. I'm going to try to do more video kind of um, reviews of the shirts, show you guys you know what the design looks like, it looks like close up with video. Um, and I, I have this cool like ad campaign idea that I'm going to do that, uh, hopefully will go like, I'm going to say viral, but I'm a realist. So I'm going to say like, you know, maybe 10 people will share it, <laughs> but, but I think it's a really cool concept and it's fun and creative and I don't want to give anything away, but, um, sh- you know, it should be fun. And if I kind of got the idea from the show called Mr. Robot, I don't know if anybody out there has seen it. Um, that's the most I'm going to say about that. Uh, but, but yeah, it should be coming out in a few weeks once I get a moment to start filming and doing some editing on that. Well, that sounds good, Aaron. I'm going to, I'm going to push you off a couple minutes early just to make sure I have this all timed up right. But I, I I seriously thank you for a coming on and thank you for all the hard work as being a one man band. I can appreciate the no end, the nightmare that you face every day. I appreciate time on here to to even share my story and explain it all. And and I appreciate all your viewers, especially Germantown Runner, who has bought a shirt. And uh, I think he said he loved it. He bought the Illuminati. Yeah, he's he's always telling me he loves it. (laughs) Yeah, if anybody's a fan of him and wants to copy him, that's the one he got. Um, So I I did want to just reemphasize that that you did um, put out a post on uh, Twitter and Facebook and we are going to be doing, uh, or I'm going to be giving away one shirt of anybody's choice. Uh, we're going to pick it randomly of the people who have shared uh, that post or tweet. And then once this comes out on podcast, uh, we're going to do another one uh, with sharing this this uh, episode podcast. of the podcast. Yep. Yeah, and we'll 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 have another competition to share that and and uh, do another random drawing on that. So it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to 2019. Uh, big things to come. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. So now i got to transition and shift gears. I was going to talk NASCAR if Aaron. I already talked NASCAR if Aaron. My, this guest, the next guest is, um, oh, I forgot his name. Jesse, um, I'm just going to play the interview. I'll be back. I totally killed myself here, but we're just going to play this. This is, this is a good interview that I did a little bit ago. I want to welcome Jesse Iwuji to the program. You know, I, I've had this program for a long time, actually seven and a half years, and I've looked for the right sports person to talk to, and I think I've finally done it. Jesse, how are you doing? I'm doing good, doing good. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming on, and first and foremost, thank you for your service. Thank you. Thank you. No, it's uh, definitely just, I do it for everybody, you know, make sure that everyone's free so we can enjoy the awesomeness of the United States of America. Kind of agree more. So let's let's talk about. I normally start at the beginning with people, but I want to start at the end. You were at the Army Navy game this past weekend. Um, just tell me about how, as a fan, well, we can we'll get back into the other part of it here in a few minutes. But just as a as a viewer being back there, how did that how did that all go for you? It was really cool. Definitely interesting for sure to be back at that game. I had, uh, last year I got an opportunity to go. But um, prior to that, I hadn't been back since uh, since I played back in 2009. So it was really interesting getting to feel that energy again, that Army versus Navy rivalry, just everything behind it, all of the activities, events, everything leading up to it. Um, it was really cool to be part of it. And then just to be there um, and get an opportunity to get down there on the field pre-game and post-game and, and, want, and watch the game from different suites and roam around, meet people, see people I haven't seen in a long time. It was really cool. Definitely enjoyed it. Uh, and a huge thanks to USAA for uh, bringing me out and, and having me there as a guest and an ambassador for the weekend. Does it make you miss football? <laughs> I, I always love football, but honestly, I, ju- I just don't miss it. Um, I really don't, just because 
I, I, I'm tired of hurting, you know? I didn't like hurting all the time. I didn't like my fingers being jammed all the time on my toes or my, my muscles feeling certain ways or all that stuff. Like, I, like if I get sore, I want to be sore because I worked out. I don't want to be sore because I just got banged up, you know, at, at practices and games and all that stuff. So, Honestly, I don't miss it because uh, it, it's cool to watch, and it's cool to say that I was part of it for many years. But I'm I'm off to other fun adventures that don't hurt as much. <laughs> I I seen this afternoon you were tweeting about uh, being in a video game. Now, <laughs> something I I actually remember playing that video game, so that's kind of weird and cool. But but being part of it has to be different. Did you play it back in the day? Yeah, so, um, you know, being when I was in high school, you know, my big thing was I wanted to go to college and play college football. And when I got the opportunity to go to Naval Academy and play, my next thing was, like, I can't wait till I'm on a video game. I can't wait till I'm on a video game. And then I was. I ended up getting on the video game, and uh, I, I played it all the time. I was a huge NCAA football uh, video game fan. Um, I had I'd played 2001, 2002, 2003, 2004, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, I think the last one I played was maybe 2011 or so before I got uh, older and, and more busy and got a little bit more busy with other things in life. So, um, but yeah, it was a, you know, I love that video game, played it all the time. Now, did you play as yourself or did you? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I, it probably I, went both ways, right? I'm not, not going to fool yeah, myself. I, I, I use, I use maybe on the game a little bit here and there, not all the time because they they didn't give us our, our our fair credit on the game on how good we really were. So if you use this on the game, you can only play against really some teams. You couldn't play against all of them. So honestly, I would uh, teams I would like to use a lot were USC, Ohio State, and Texas, depending on what year uh, game it was. Uh, I remember uh, NCAA 2004 or and five or 2004. I was USC, and that was like a hot team to use. And then in 2005. I was uh, Ohio State. That was a hot team to use. And then, you know, 2006, seven, all that, I was Texas. You know, that was a hot team to use and so on. Yeah, man. Brings back memories. It's been a while since I've used it. Now, maybe it's just me, but have we lost some of the magic, though, with the video game stuff? I mean, with everybody having it on their phones and tablets and computers. Nothing takes me back to like dragging the old, you know, Nintendo sixty four to the friend's house. <laughs> I remember those days dragging that stuff. Um, games are a lot different nowadays. They're definitely a lot more realistic. They're a lot different. <clears throat> but um, I don't know if the the video game magic or the video game world or love has that really dropped off. I think video games are more are, are bigger nowadays than they ever have been. I mean, they're getting to a point where they're building esports stadiums where you can watch people play video games for hours. Like, it, it's, I think the video game craze is bigger than it's ever been right now. It's just we can't relate to some of the games now because they're not the games we grew up with. I mean, I grew up with the, one of the best games ever, you know, Super Mario World and GoldenEye and Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter and Donkey Kong, um, Madden, uh, NCAA football, uh, NFL 2K, NBA 2K. Like, we grew up on that stuff. It's a little bit different now with the, all the Fortnite and Modern Warfare. Modern Warfare is cool. That was like the end of my video game regime. But uh, Modern Warfare, Battlefield, all that fun stuff. Halo was big back in our day. Need for Speed, <laughs> Gran Turismo. <laughs> well, now they got Forza. As I say, I I promised I didn't bring you on to talk video games. We got sidetracked into it there for a minute. Um, <laughs> but you you mentioned Need for Speed, and I I know you do have it now. Let's talk about that for a few minutes <laughs> yeah. here. Um, definitely, definitely have a need for speed. That's for sure. That's why I got into NASCAR. That's just remarkable. I mean, the span of these last few years have just been a wild ride for you, haven't they? Yeah, it's been pretty wild. I mean, just being able to get the opportunity to race in NASCAR, work up the ladder system, um, and now get up to the truck series and keep on working on it here to keep moving up. But yeah, it's been an incredible journey with a lot of great support from all my sponsors that I've had over the years. Even this year, you know, um, having Zulu Audio, CyberSight, uh, Principal Jets, uh, North Star Contractors, you know, all those people who jumped on board. BBMC Mortgage earlier this year, um, Perfect Hydration has been on board the last couple of years now. All these great people, uh, Fuel Injector Connection, all these people have jumped on board this year. It really helped in the last few years and more to come. We were doing some cool stuff with people recently and hopefully it blossoms to more. 
So you have to t- you have to tell me. I've been to Daytona twice in my life. Never seen a race. I've been there during you know the wrong time to be there. Uh, what is yeah. it like to go down in that corner? Rip. Speed. <laughs> race, race in that Daytona? Yeah. What's it like going down in that corner and speed? It, it's uh, it's pretty wild because you're going, you're, you're, you're cooking it. I mean, you're going 180 plus, 190 plus mile per hour, um, you know, towards turn one, towards turn three. And the craziest part is when you get to the corner, your mind wants to be, oh, lift. You know, you're going fast, lift. And you'd be like, no, I, I can't lift. I got to pin it and stay in it. And, and feel all these G-forces go through my body as I'm going through this corner and then exit, you know? So, um, yeah, it's different for sure. It, it was, uh, really, really cool, exciting to run that track, to run Daytona and run Talladega, all those different tracks, uh, just to, places that I've watched the pros race for so many years. And then now I'm getting the opportunity to race there. Uh, that was cool. So have you always been a NASCAR fan? Um, I've always liked NASCAR, but I, I wouldn't say I was always a fan. I really didn't honestly become a real fan of it at all till probably about 2014 um, when I first went to my first race. Um, but besides that, prior to that, I wasn't really, I wouldn't say a true fan. I didn't, uh, hadn't, I didn't watch a lot of races. I hadn't been to any, none of that. You know, I just went to one race, and once I went to that race, I decided that this is where I belong. You know, this is what I need to be doing. Like, this, I told myself, I was like, this is one of the probably last time I'm ever going to sit in the stands and, wa- and watch a cup race. I'm going to, from now on, be down there in the infield, and I'm going to be racing. And and yet, you're climbing that ladder, which is just impressive to get get there. Okay, so what, what, do you have anything lined up for 2019? We're working on it currently. So, you know, the goal is to obviously start the season running truck series, so... Um, we're working on just putting together all the final partners and stuff like that for um, f- to make all that happen. We haven't made any announcements yet, but uh, should expect to hear something from us in February once we got everything lined up and we know exactly what everything, uh, how everything is going to go. Um, we'll make an announcement in February on who the partners are for at least the first half of 2019 and beyond. So um, hopefully we can lock some big things down. Um, you know, and uh, we've been we've been talking with some great. Uh, companies and organizations recently and um, working on trying to grow those relationships so they can build into more and you know we still got other smaller companies and organizations that are still wanting to be on board and, and we'll, we'll make sure that we find a, a spot for them to to be part of this journey too well it's a good thing that there's people out there interested let's be honest because that's half yeah. the battle getting people to come to the door yeah that that is and, but it's just all about how you build your brand and promote your brand you know i've been working really hard to do that you know i know at the end of the day like um to get sponsors and stuff you got to be someone who's marketable for their brand and the only way to be marketable for their brand is to make sure that you have a strong brand built for yourself so i've really focused a lot on that um while i'm not at the track so that i can uh, continue to gain the partners that we've been gaining oh, i must say that you you caught my eye that way so it is working of course i don't write checks yeah. but i do add exposure i guess so it's all good uh <laughs> Yeah, that's good. So, I mean, besides the racing, what else? What else do you want to do? I mean, it seems like everything that you've um, come across, you've been successful at. So, or are we just still too wrapped in racing to think about anything else? Uh, no, no, I'm definitely not too wrapped in racing. I love racing, and it's definitely a big part of my life. But um, I'm also an entrepreneur too, in a way, in a sense where you know I have a business that I run, um, and I really focus on trying to build that and grow that so that. I don't ever want to be financially dependent on racing. I want to do racing because I love doing it. Um, but and if it pays the bills, then it pays the bills too. But I don't want it to be my end all be all. Like, it, like I want it to be something that I can go do whenever I want to do. At the same time, too, it's not you know how I keep food on the table. So being an entrepreneur and running businesses and growing them and starting new ones. Um, that's what I've been working on too outside of all that and I want to keep growing that continue to grow my brand and continue to promote all the different partners and sponsors that jump on board to support me uh, throughout my racing career like I said you're doing well at it Um, talk to me about the difference between being in the car and and seeing spectators out there and hearing the noise from them like during a football game or do you even look over that way uh, <laughs> I, I, I do look at the fans sometimes during the races. I look only just to 
remind myself that this is really cool and I'm getting to do this and not a lot of people get to do this and this is freaking cool. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the main reason I look at the stands. I look at the stands of fans other than just to put in perspective where I'm at and how fortunate I am to, 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 to have gotten this far to, to make this happen. So um, definitely without the fans, we couldn't do it. The fans are what make it cool. You know, the more fans we have in the stands, the more cool it makes racing, I think. So um, kudos to all the fans who come out and brave the weather of the year and uh, it comes to the races. It, it is just remarkable to see them. I, I love watching on the TV. I've been to a few races in person. In person just blows it away, though. Just Oh, yeah, for sure. In person, it's definitely going to. If you haven't been to one before, I definitely suggest anyone out there listening, make sure you go up to a race. Uh, it, it'll blow your mind. They're, they're just incredible to go to. The sounds, the smells, the people, the experience, the whole weekend. Um, it's, it's like nothing you've ever been to before. This is going to sound funny. The first race I went to was at uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway for the 600. And we were sitting at a, a restaurant talking about how, the you know, first race. We had seats over in the first corner. And a gentleman walked over to me and said, hey, where are you sitting? I told him. He says, well, here, take these. Sit there for part of the race. I said, oh, okay. He's like, uh, I had some people come in from town. They just didn't show up. I was going to try to sell them. But go enjoy yourself. I said, oh, okay. Get there. And I'm like, oh, I've got to go see where these seats are. Because I knew, you know, I seen the price on these tickets, and I'm like, they've got to be pretty good. It was like four rows back from the start finish line. I'm like, wow. Oh, <laughs> so you know, they go by the first time, and I went, oh, this is much better than TV. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. And I ended up with a lot of blurry pictures from that night, which I. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Makes it makes me appreciate those pictures you do see where the cars actually, you know, you can read the logos on it. A lot more. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm still blown away by the the passion that you must you have to go bang bang. I mean, like I said, it's just I feel alive talking to you. Just for the record, <laughs> that's awesome. So okay, yeah, it's, um, you definitely gotta have a big passion to do this. Um, you know, it takes a lot of grind because it's not easy. I mean, it's not. It's not like I decided one day, hey, I'm going to race a race car, and then all of a sudden it happened. Um, there was a lot of grind, a lot of blood, a lot of sweat, a lot of tears, all that stuff. Not that many tears because I don't really cry, but you know what I mean. <laughs> we we but, have uh, to, we have. I mean, this passion's deep rooted, though. This goes back to when you were a kid in high school trying to get the Division One football. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. And, that, and you know, and that's where it all started. It, what I had learned to push myself to wherever I had to push myself to get to D1 football, I applied those same concepts towards racing. That's what allowed me to, to get to where I've gotten right now in racing because I basically just applied the same concept, concepts of like, hey, like, you know, this, uh, this is how hard you got to work. This is how you got to grind. This is how you got to put daily effort. This is how you got to pray. This is how you got to do this and that so that you can get to where you want to go. I applied those concepts and it worked. Was was that inspired from someone, or did you just find it in yourself? Um, inspired from, yeah, I don't know. In, I, I mean, I, I I would I I was inspired a little bit by other players in high school I played football with who worked really hard to get to college and play college football. I, I watched their work ethic and I applied their work ethic to what I did, and I I was always the person who did a lot of research on how to get better, and I applied some of the things I researched on to get better at racing. So I want to throw this fun question out there as we're running out of time. Free people, dead or alive, that you could have dinner with? Dead or alive to have dinner with? Oh, man. Definitely would have dinner with Jesus, that's for sure. Um, definitely would want to have dinner with Albert Einstein. And then um, would also want to uh, have dinner with my friend that committed suicide, Blake Carter. Those people. That's that's powerful stuff. Okay, I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna slide a couple other chairs. Can I bring a Can you bring a football player that you'd want to talk to? A football, another football player. Um, it would if I did. It would probably be um, probably be uh, Tom Brady. 
the, the reason why Tom Brady is not that I'm like a big Patriots fan. I mean, I like them. I think they're cool, but um, is because a, he's the kind of guy who was overlooked, who no one gave him a shot, no one really gave him a chance. And and I wanted, I just want to learn what his 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 daily regimen is. Like, what does he do to make himself the greatest? You know, and and I can apply those concepts to my life too. He's gotta like, be. He might wake up at he might wake up at four a.m. every day and watch film. If that's what he does, then I need to start waking up at four a.m. every day and getting on my simulator. Yes, yeah, so he's got to be one of the the classic examples of what you're going through, but he's taking it to the next level. Yeah, too. exactly. He he got all the way to NFL and won many championships. So, um, you know, I but you can always apply concepts of what people do to what you're doing in life and get further. Okay, so we're, we we kind of dance around Twitter and, and, and Facebook, and why don't you go ahead and promote? Give me the links for all that stuff right now. Yeah, for sure. So you know, I'm on all the social media platforms. They're pretty easy to find. Just search Jeffy Wuji. That's J E F F E um, I W U J I. You search that, you'll find me on all the social media platforms. I don't have any weird usernames or anything like that. You can just look for that, and you'll find me. Um, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, um, uh, YouTube, you name it. So I'm on there. Everyone go on there, search for me, find me, follow me. You got any questions, send me a message. Everyone knows that I reply to basically every message. I maybe miss like one or two out of a hundred, but, um, I reply to pretty much every message. So hit me up on there. If you got any questions, follow the, follow the journey. And if you ever see me make any sponsor announcements, make sure you go to that sponsor's pages and follow them too. Well, I, I can't. I hope all the best, man. That's what I want to say. I'll, I'm following the journey now. I'm excited for you. It's kind of cool. I mean, because when you, like you said, you watch these things on TV and you don't really never connect with somebody. So now I've got somebody I've connected with that I can really pull for in a big way. So thank you, thank you for taking a few minutes with me. And um, we'll, I'm sure we'll cross paths again somewhere online. Well, definitely. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you, Jesse. Yep. yep. All right. I'll talk to you later. Yep. That's my uh, interview I did with Jesse. Like I said, it's just exciting. It, the, these two guests tonight worked so well together. Complimentary. Um, the brand is what appears to me. And flat flashback, uh, goodness, what is that, six months now, when I took my brand to a whole different place. And took a big gamble. Let's be honest. That was the biggest gamble that I was ever going to take with the show. It hasn't been easy. It wasn't easy to come to that crossroads and say, you know what? I'm going all in with changing the brand. Because the brand was working. But guess what? The brand is working now. It is important to realize, as Aaron pointed out, and as Jesse pointed out, you get sponsors, you gotta help them out, you gotta take care of people to take care of you, as Aaron was talking about, and Jesse both were talking about. So be sure to go over and tell Aaron about Verities and tell him that, you know, hey, supporting the Mal Report's a cool thing to do. Or tell Jesse you heard him here, or any number of the guests. Because they get that feedback and that means they want to come back, which is important. You know what happens to people that want to come back? They tell other people to get on there which is even better. It's all connected. It's all important. It's more important to me to build a quality show of a quality brand than to make four ninety nine a month from you. I hope you guys understand that. I hope I, I try to express that all the time. It is extremely important to me to build this this way, not just take cash and run. So I hope 2019 turns out better. I'm sure it will. We'll be back. I think sooner than later. The views and opinions expressed on the Mallard Report are those of the host and participants. For past shows, social media links, and so much more, visit Mallard.com. M-A-L-L-I-A-R-D dot com. And 
thanks for listening. Welcome to Anthology of Heroes, the podcast that explores the most pivotal moments of history through the eyes of those who lived it. In this podcast, we don't spend our time recounting facts and dates. Instead, we follow in the footsteps of national heroes, kings, or ordinary people who lived and breathed the moments that shaped our world. We're not hemmed in by eras, borders, or religions. Instead, we seek out the tales of those who defied the odds and fought passionately for their beliefs. Whether they're right or wrong is up to you to decide. From Vercingetorix's doomed rebellion against Rome, to Osceola's unshakable war against the USA, all the way up to the inspiring Sobibor concentration camp uprising in World War II, each episode is an immersive listening experience, blending music and sound effects to really draw you into the story. Our episodes go for about 45 minutes, making them perfect for your commute, and are crafted using a wealth of historical sources, which I list on our website if you want to learn more. I'm the host, Elliot Gates, and I'm thrilled to have you joining me as we uncover history's hidden gems and illuminate the faded pages of our past. Look out for the Anthology of Heroes podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from.